0: Welcome to the Myth Busting Lung Cancer Screening Podcast Series, hosted by Dr. Debbie Dyer. This podcast is brought to you by the American College of Radiology and the National Lung Cancer Roundtable.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Myth Busting Lung Cancer Screening Podcast Series for Lung Cancer Awareness Month. My name is Dr. Debbie Dyer, and I'm a thoracic radiologist in Denver and I'm talking today with pulmonologist Dr. Patricia Rivera from the University of North Carolina. We're discussing myths and misconceptions around lung cancer screening and some of the challenges that our programs face. And Patricia, it's good to have you with me today. I wonder if you can tell me, share with me, What has been the impact of COVID-19 on lung cancer screening in your area of the country? I don't know the
0: answer to that. Debbie, I do know that data for breast cancer screening has been reported where the numbers have obviously decreased significantly. For lung cancer screening, I'm not sure that we know yet. Several organizations, including the International Association of the Study of Lung Cancer and the European Society, I think, of medical oncology, and of course, CHEST, partnered with ATS and and other organizations, came out with recommendations early on during the pandemic. The CHEST recommendations, I think, came out in April where it was recommended that initiation into lung cancer screening or a follow-up for annual lung cancer screening be postponed during the pandemic. And there were some guidelines that were proposed for the management of nodules detected, not only during lung cancer screening, but also incidentally. And that, of course, was to minimize the risk of exposure for patients, for healthcare workers, the concern about PPE. Many of those restrictions were lifted, I think, in most institutions across the country, probably by late June, early July, depending, of course, on the state of affairs in each area. I don't think that we know. I really don't. I would imagine that the numbers of screening decreased. They had to have had decreased, but I'm not quite sure I, I can answer what the impact has been. Yeah. I think it is a bit of a wait and see.
1: Right. Um, Now I do wonder in your lung cancer screening program, what did you do to, when you brought back patients for screening to resume your lung cancer screening program, did you do anything in particular in your program or with patients when they would come in?
0: We do our lung cancer screening CTs at two sites that are not, of course, in the main campus. And it's a little bit easier for patients at those sites because they don't, you know, parking is easier. They don't have to go through long, you know, hallways. It's much easier access, so less exposure, if you will. And then, of course, for follow up, a lot of televisits and particularly virtual video visits where I am able to uh, show the patients their CT scans and share with them the findings of, hey, the CAT scan looks good. We'll see each other in a year. So that's, I think, that's made it easier for patients. It's a little bit harder for the first time visit because I have found it challenging to be able to do really good shared decision-making virtually, yeah. It's a lot easier when the patient is in the room and, and I can show them. I'd love to show the patients on the screen, should I their, you know, the pictures, the let's talk about the risks, let's talk about the benefits, let's talk about smoking cessation. I think the major centers and all healthcare centers have taken such great precautions. You know, all of our patients wear masks, we all wear masks, we all wear eye protective gear. We are very strict about social distancing. I think you can do this safely. It's it's hard and it's challenging. And the numbers are, I mean, our number, we we started screening back up in July. I don't know what's going to happen in the next few months as the number of cases change across this, the country. And if patients don't want to come in, if they want to do it virtually, we try to accommodate as much as possible visits so that patients feel safe. I think for me, the most important thing is ensuring that individuals who are due to come back for follow-up scans come back, right? Yeah. Yeah, that is important. Right.
1: We don't, you know, once we found something, it is important probably not to delay the follow-up care for those folks. And it is... It is a a challenging time. There is, you, you know, you've said a few times that you don't know. And frankly, yeah, we just don't know. But I think that part of what we are hoping programs can do, which many of the health facilities around the country have done, is just be flexible, be resilient. Right. And we know for sure that we need to make our patients feel safe and we don't want them to feel that they're taking any risks coming in to get lung cancer screening. But at the same time, we do want to take good care of our patients and balance. Well, thank you, Patricia, for all that you're doing to help our patients. And you're certainly a great leader for us all in lung cancer screening. So I appreciate your time today.
0: Thank you, Debbie. And the same to you. eh? I really appreciate radiologists and what they have done to move the lung cancer screening practice forward. So I appreciate all that you do. Oh, good. Thank you. We're good partners. <laughs> <Yes.
1: laughs> all righty. Take care then. <laughs> Okie Bye-bye now. Bye.
0: This podcast is brought to you by the American College of Radiology and the National Lung Cancer Roundtable.